This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Wes Reynolds from VEASAN talking some NFL. Wes, how you doing? I'm well, Jimmy. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Uh, 15 and 11 uh, on the season. The teaser does hit uh, last uh, last week, but a couple of uh, tough, uh, tough luck losses on the other two. And let's get to a couple of disappointing teams. Last two champions, uh, Tampa Bay and the Rams. So, shame on the NFL with their lack of balance in the scheduling here. Eight early kickoffs, two <laughs> in the afternoon. I mean, when they throw a party and a release party uh, for the schedule, can we get a little bit more balance? But anyway, uh, Tampa Bay can't stop the run. They can't run the ball, but the Rams can't block anybody. McVay, what is he doing? Throwing the ball to Cup when he looks like he's running clock at the end of the game. He should play, but he's got a sore ankle. Uh, Tampa Bay minus three, but you're looking at the money line where Tampa Bay is minus 143. Yeah, and uh, two and a halves and threes, uh, obviously, uh, pretty much all in the market. So, look, uh, this is the, uh, I guess if you want to call it the revenge spot, or at least the rematch of last year's divisional round, where the Rams were plus three. They went to Tampa 30-27. Remember, the Rams had a huge lead, 27-3 in the third quarter. And then uh, Stafford hit that bomb to Cup, and they got that game-winning 30-yarder from Matt Gay. So, you know, just looking at this, both of these teams are are having real problems, Jimmy. Obviously, we saw the Bucs on prime time. They have an extra few days of rest, lost by five to the Ravens. Uh, Ravens had that first down edge, had about a 100-yard edge. So, first First time that Brady has lost three straight games in a 20-year career. So, yeah, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Bucks here. I, I I think the Rams have issues as well on the offensive line, much like Tampa Bay does. Their issues really started in the the in the uh, training camp, rather, uh, you know, with all these injuries, and then uh, you know Marpet retired in the off season. So. They really have not shored up Final. that middle of the line, and I think that that's a, you know, a real problem for, for Brady and company in the entire offense. And really, I think with Tampa Bay, you're, start, you're, you're seeing a couple coaches that are trying to kind of figure it out. It's a lot different when you're a coordinator and you move that proverbial one seat over on the bench. So Todd Bowles is kind of finding that out, and so is Leftwich, really, when you, when you look at it. Because, you know, now all of a sudden you're the play caller instead of just being the offensive coordinator. Bruce Arians, of course, you know, was the final veto power there, but... I think this is where the Bucks, you know, maybe they kind of rally here. Obviously, you know, you're playing the team that knocked you out of the playoffs and a chance to go to the NFC Championship and then on to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I like Tampa Bay laying the small money line at home. 
Yeah, the spread is uh, minus three, minus one oh five at Bent Rivers right now. If you did want to uh, lay that, yes, the mini buy uh, at home on Thursday night. So stay in put uh, a few extra days to recover and uh, prepare for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the traveling Rams. All right, let's go to the next one. And Taylor Heineke uh, pulls one out again. A long drive. Uh, it's McLaren late uh, to uh, beat the Colts. We were on the Colts. That was a tough one uh, for us last week. Playing the 6-1 Vikings with the only loss at Philadelphia on that Monday night. Uh, nothing to be embarrassed about there. So now uh, Washington is at home. Uh, Vikings three and a half on the road. Yeah, and uh, look, uh, the Vikings are a team that I was high on in the summer. They're, the record certainly is good at 6-1. and one. I bet them for the division. I bet them as a long shot at four, in the 40-1 to one range for the Super Bowl. I thought that they were going to be better. And the record says 6-1, and one, but there's something missing a little bit, I think, with these, with these Vikings. If you look at it, they really, Jimmy, haven't beaten anybody. The only team with the winning record that they've beaten was Miami, and that was on the road when Miami was having to play a backup quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater, who was yes. also hurt, and then they had to play that number three quarterback, Skylar Thompson, the seventh-round rookie out of Kansas State. Minnesota actually got out yarded by about 200 yards down there in Miami, still found a way to win. They're getting out gained an average of close to 40 yards a game this season, and yet they have 6-1 and one record. Uh, Washington uh, getting good pressure on the quarterback, their fourth in pressure rate. You know, I think it, this isn't, an, you know, an exception necessarily, but when quarterbacks get pressured, some drop more than others. Cousins' passer rating drops from 103 when he's got a clean pocket to 62 when he's under pressure. And look, this is the Kirk Cousins Bowl. Of course, we remember Kirk Cousins was there in Washington for six years. So, you know, emotions, I think, really on both sides here. And what you said about Taylor Heineke, you know, I want to expand upon that a little bit. These guys respond to Taylor Heineke, yes. clearly. I mean, it's not pretty, and sometimes he turns it over and makes mistakes, but I think it was Terry McLaurin who ended up catching the winning touchdown. Uh, the hometown boy from Indianapolis gets the winning score coming back there and beating the Colts, but he said something about Heineke a couple weeks ago after they beat Green Bay that he plays every game like it's his last game. And I think that's a good thing, at least for this commander's team, in the fact that they're responding to this guy. I, I, they, you know, they like this guy's moxie. They like, you know, what he brings to the table. And, you know, I kind of do too in this spot. I think Minnesota a little bit overvalued here at 6-1. and one. They really haven't beaten any good teams. If you look, they were down 10 in the fourth quarter a few weeks ago to Detroit. They came back. You look last week, Arizona had plenty of chances to get inside the number. Minnesota was able to get pressure on Arizona because Arizona, I believe, had three offensive line starters out. And, you know, they didn't, they weren't going to be out during the week when I had bet the Cardinals. But then all of a sudden on Sunday, it's like one of those games you bet in the middle of the week. And then it's like on Sunday before kickoff, like, I hate this bet. We always have one of those at least every week. And that was Arizona for me and Minnesota got it done. But I like the commanders at three and a half. I think that, you know, I'm going to continue to ride this momentum with this kid until he loses. Yeah. And, and also uh fumble punt uh, late in the game for the, uh, the Minnesota uh, mm-hmm. cast in a, uh, after they recovered a, a punt deep in uh, Arizona territory. That game in Miami also, Miami, they won the box score, didn't win the game, yeah. but uh, they did uh, win the, the statistical battle there. So Washington plus three and a half at home 
against the 6-1 Vikings. All right, NFC West matchup in the first place, Seattle Seahawks against uh, with Gino, uh, Gino Smith, who would be in the Pro Bowl uh, right now if the season were to end. And they won this game uh, by 10 earlier in the year. That's the game that Hollywood Brown uh, was injured late. He's out at least a month, so he's still out. But Hopkins, after his suspension, has been targeted a gazillion times. He's caught 22 balls, 262 yards, and a TD in two games for the, uh, for the former Clemson Tiger. In Arizona, a slight uh, two-point favorite, minus 130 on the money line against Seattle in his AF, uh, NFC West revenge spot here for the Cardinals. Yeah, and that's the way I'm going to go. When it's three or less, I usually will lay the money line on the favorite. I'm going to do that with Arizona. Now, keep in mind, Humphreys and Hudson, those two offensive line starters I mentioned, still listed as questionable, so keep an eye on the practice report. No surprise that Seattle got the early money here from three, but... This might be, this is the buy low spot. And I know that this is not the best role for Cliff Kingsbury historically as a home favorite. And Seattle already got him this year. But keep in mind, Arizona does have DeAndre Hopkins back. Kyler Murray's numbers absolutely go up with DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm not a big Murray fan, but the numbers don't necessarily lie when you look at Hopkins being back and what a difference that he makes to this team. I think he had like 10 targets in his first game back. He had 13 targets last week, 12 for 159 and a touchdown. Still wasn't good enough for victory, but I think Arizona can move the ball. They just took too many sacks because of that offensive line. The yardage was pretty much even. They had a lot of opportunities to go ahead and get inside that number and even potentially, uh, you know, set themselves up for a win and just couldn't do it. Would just take those losses on first down with a sack and get behind the chains. But I think this is the buy low for Arizona. This is a game they really got to have. Seattle, of course, beat the point spread darling, the New York Giants, you know, who everybody was riding and kept riding that they just find a way to win in the fourth quarter, and they didn't against Seattle. And look, Seattle is that team that I think a lot of us thought were gonna, was going to be bad. They've turned out to be better. There's always one or two that turn out to be better than we project over the summer, and we're going through our preseason previews, and there's always one or two that are worse than we thought. Seattle is one of the ones that are better than we thought, but I'm going to lay the low number here with Arizona now that it's dipped below that key number. I think that this could be a good spot. Now you've got Hopkins back for the third game with Murray. The offensive line uh, issues, I think if those guys, Humphreys and Hudson, are upgraded on the injury report as we see going to Thursday and then the final injury report on Friday, you'll see a little bit of a tick up on Arizona. So I'm going to try to buy at the bottom here with the Cardinals. Yeah, actually, um, on that Thursday night game when Hopkins returned um, against the Saints, uh, I rarely play a uh, a player prop, but I played Hopkins over because Brown was out, and Brown was third in the league in targets. He got targeted 14 times initially uh, west of it, you know, because I had a bet on it to see exactly how many. So 14 and 13 targets in the first two games. And we didn't know what kind of conditioning, what kind of shape with the long layoff and being detached. And, well, you can see it. I mean, 262 games, 22 catches. I mean, he is throwing to him a lot. And so and he looks fine. He looks like he's in perfect, uh, perfect shape. And the chemistry is there as well with some missed time. So, yeah, Hopkins is a difference maker. Uh, right now, especially with uh, Brown out. I like the Cardinals uh, minus a two. You like them on the money line, as you talked about, uh, under, under three. 
you don't mind laying the uh, money line, laying the juice uh, on the money line. All right, here's my frustrating team. So um, I had them against the Giants. <sighs> Quarterback sneak uh, up four, looking to, uh, to extend the lead. They get beat. They're up 7-0. First and goal for the one. What are you doing? Throwing an interception for Trevor Lawrence. My goodness. Denver had eight penalties before they had a first down in the first half. Should have been a, a much a larger score, but they're down at half. They lose that one 21-17. Now, here come the Raiders coming to, from coast to coast. To ta- After all horrendous performance uh, in uh, the Superdome in New Orleans. Didn't cross midfield. Didn't take a snap over the 50 until after the two-minute warning. You look at a teaser here, teasing Jacksonville from one-and-a-half to plus seven-and-a-half, and then teasing down the Cincinnati Bengals at home against Carolina from seven-and-a-half to one-and-a-half. Yeah, I'll start with Jacksonville. Uh, this is the Raiders, by the way. They're in the midst of a four-game road trip in five games so I wonder if these guys are getting a little weary obviously Jacksonville has the travel from London losing to the Denver Broncos I wasn't getting enough to take him as a home dog at one and a half but I'll go ahead and tease this up uh, with two teams that you know really look like they're obviously going in the wrong direction here you know they've already had Mark Davis at a meeting with Josh McDaniels and when the when they're kind of having these meetings you know not saying he's in trouble McDaniels or anything but that's usually you know never the never the great sign especially when you're struggling so you know I don't think the Raiders were necessarily as bad as they looked in New Orleans where they were like a top three offense in terms of uh overall yardage and then absolutely did nothing in the Superdome against the Saints. Really nice performance by Dalton and especially that Saints defense. But yeah, teasing it up through the three and the seven here, I think this this seems like a one-score game to me either way, Jimmy. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville in the first leg, and then I'm teasing the Bengals down. There's not a lot of those options with the threes and the sevens this week, but going to tease them down to one and a half. And look, Cincinnati... They're hurting in the secondary, obviously, because uh, the kid Awuzi, uh, the former Cowboy, he's going to be out for the season with an ACL. Then a couple other guys left the game, including Eli Apple. They got two corners with hamstring injuries. So they actually had to play a rookie safety at corner at the end of the game against Cleveland. So that could be a concern. But I wonder Carolina's mindset. You know, they had that win over Tampa Bay where it was kind of like, okay, we got to rally and just win for ourselves. This was the week after McCaffrey got traded, and they had that nice uh, win over the Bucks. And then last week against Atlanta, it was essentially a coin flip game. I had Carolina in the points. And, you know, Carolina, I wonder how they react. You know, they got that Hail Mary to DJ Moore. He got excited, ripped off that helmet in the end zone. And then uh, Eddie Pinero, you have to have a 48-yard extra point. He misses it. Then they had a chance to win it again in overtime, and Pinero misses a short field goal. So I wonder what Carolina's mindset, if there's a little bit of a hangover here. Even though Cincinnati looked bad on Monday night against Cleveland, they still have offensive line issues. Joe Burrow got sacked five times. But... With the total going down so low, and I think it's about 42, 42 and a half in the market on the total, I think Cincinnati just asking them pretty much to win the game, I think is very is very much doable here. And Cincinnati has been a cover machine at home dating back to the middle part of last season. Cincinnati, the total is 42 and a half right now uh, at uh, Bet Rivers. So, yeah, relatively uh, low total there. And, uh, 
you talked about some of the injuries and the lack of protection. Can we get Jonas Williams hurt uh, at left tackle? My goodness. Right. Mean, you, know, you know, in Las Vegas, they took an, uh, um, a first-round pick at offensive line in Leatherwood and said, oh, no, no, you got to go. I think this might be the next one uh, from Alabama as far as an offensive lineman. He had a rough night. He's had a rough couple of years uh, protecting Joe Burrow. Cincinnati minus one and a half. Jacksonville plus seven and a half on the teaser. Of course, uh, Wes always uh, teasing over the hot numbers of three and seven. Arizona money line minus one thirty at home against Seattle. Washington at home plus three and a half. Taylor Heineke and the uh, the Guardians, the Commanders. I'll get <laughs> the plus three plus three and a half against Minnesota, and then Tampa Bay. Uh, with the mini-buy after the Thursday night uh, home loss against uh, Baltimore, minus 143 in the uh, money line there. West is 15-11 and 11 on the season, four games over 500, four picks this week. Anything else you want to add, Wes? You know, uh, uh, you know, the NFL, obviously the numbers are getting tighter as we get into the season. So, uh, you know, eager to see if we're going to start to get more scoring the unders i think it's kind of been even the last two weeks uh but the unders have yeah. reigned supreme and i think you know we've talked about this before the offensive line the offensive line issues just around the league uh not only with injuries but just the fact that you get these old line from from college that are playing these spread offenses and the assignments and the protections are just different you see you know a lot of adjustments that need to be made with these guys uh, overs went eight and seven last week, uh, and the uh, favorites went eight and seven uh, against the numbers. So, uh, still the uh, unders are twenty games over five hundred for the season. For Wes Reynolds of Visa, I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.